Welcome to Some Would Say. Casual chats for curious people. Your weekly podcast hosted by us, Amelia Rose and Lara May, unpacking all things life from the arts to well-being, from work to play and hearing what others have to say. Today, we are joined by the incredible Matilda Murray, whom a lot of you will know as the co-owner of one of the world's largest activewear companies, Stax. Matilda shares how she went from thinking she would stay in her nine to five position forever to finding her passions elsewhere. A story of when a collection in Stax sold out in 60 seconds, as well as talking about the growth of her company and where she believes it has come from, plus so much more. We know everyone will get something out of this episode with Matilda. Let's bring her in. Welcome to the show, Matilda. Thank you so much. I see why you're proud of the jingle. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. We will be talking about that jingle until we die. Literally on the first episode, we were like dancing around to it. So much so that we nearly forgot to start talking. Yeah. I love it. I love it. We love it so much. Well, we are so stoked to have you on the show. And a question that we ask all guests is, if we were to take you on a night out, what is your DJ song request and why? And what would we order you to drink? Okay, so it would have to be anything Drake. I'm obsessed with Drake. Um, okay. And can you order espresso martinis? Like, are we going clubbing or are we going to like a bar? Because. Oh, that's a good question. I, I would say a bar. Yeah, bar, bar. Love a bar. me a bar. Okay, fab. An espresso martini or a red wine. Although when I was like 18 and a boy would ask to buy me a drink, I made him buy me espresso martinis at the club. Like that's like $25 drink in Perth. That's ridiculous. Bougie. That's how I, yeah, that's how I knew if I can stick around or not. Like, were you buying me this drink or was that like a vodka soda? Yes, yeah, so true. <laughs> that is ahead of your years as an 18 year old purchase. Like, do you know what I mean? Like at 18, I was like on the lemonade, like fire engine, yeah, whatever. Like, like vodka Red Bull. I don't know. <laughs> That's a mature drink as an 18-year-old daughter. But a bad choice as well because espresso martinis all night long is oh. really not great for your sleep or your hangover the next day. Literally, I swear, I have one and I'm dead. I feel like you can you can only either order it at the start or the end. Like there's no yep. in-between. No. Yeah, absolutely. But Love yeah, that. Espresso martini, red wine, some Drake, happy girl. Hell yeah. Love Any Drake that. songs in particular that you would be oh, frothing? Yeah. Um, Honestly, literally every single song that Drake like that comes on, I'm like, oh my god, guys, this is my favorite song. Like every single song that Drake releases, so I'm so just dying. He's got a new album coming out. I'm so ready for it. Oh, we saw him just live, Champagne Puppy. Yes, and we, you were like crying. Oh, we did too. Yeah, you were crying. I was crying. I was so happy. But that it was, was like for my birthday, 2017. Yeah, back we at saw the, him live then too. Yes. Yeah, the entertainment so center. That was so fun. That was oh yeah. fuck. Don't you miss stuff like that? Like considering what mm-hmm. everyone's going through now, you reminisce and you're like, oh, get me to a festival or like <laughs> get me somewhere that isn't at yeah. home right now. <laughs> Literally, oh. get me to a Drake concert. Yes. So Matilda, for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about your upbringing and who Matilda is. You were a bikini competitor at one stage. Has, I was, I was. Has fitness always been a part of your life? Um. 
So I co-owned Stacks with my partner, Don, um, but I did pre, well, during that time, um, I was a bikini competitor only for like, I mean, I prepped for, it was 35 weeks that I prepped for. So that's a long ass prep. Um, no cheat meals. Yeah, nothing. far out. That's like a whole year. Yeah. yeah pretty much. A lot. <laughs> well, yeah. So um, I don't know if fitness was always kind of my background, but um, definitely fashion. Um, but when I was, I grew up in Perth. We moved to Sydney just over two and a half years ago now. Um, but when I was in Perth, I was a little bit overweight and I always kind of looked at other girls and I would think like, oh my God, like they're competing. I was like obsessed with girls that were competing. Like I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. I would have like massive girl crushes on these girls and really like follow their experience. Um, and I always thought, because I always did struggle with my weight, binge eating, everything like that, I thought that I could never do that. Like that would never be me. And then one day I was like, fuck it, you know what, I can do it. And so I prepped for 35 weeks, um, which was insane. Wow. And I ended up competing. I did WBFF bikini. Um, I wouldn't do it again. It's not my it's not my thing, but I'm so proud of myself. The reason that I did it was more than just like placing or like winning a crown or something like that. You know, it was to yeah. prove to myself that um, I could be like one of those girls that I looked up to. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. That was really Really interesting experience for me. Um, Good on you. That was That's so inspiring. Thank you so much. Like three years ago now, I think three or four years ago. So quite a while now. Yeah, Definitely wow. not in a bikini model shape anymore. Those days are gone. <laughs> I don't think anyone is anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> literally, the amount of it I've eaten in lockdown <laughs> after Absolutely. all the Uber eats. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, yeah. well, you have to support local business, right? So yeah, <laughs> all in the name of local business. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you growing up, like how, how did you get to become to who you are today? Um, so I worked in recruitment, um, like my, for, since I was, I left school at 17, I did beauty therapy for about a year. Then I worked in recruitment. Um, and I met John when I was like 24, I think. Um, and he worked in a supplement store next door to me on St. George's Terrace, which is like the main city Australian Perth. And, um, I had no idea what Stacks was. So he started Stacks, um, in 2014. And I met him in 2015, um, no idea what Stax was whatsoever. I was not into the fitness industry. Um, I always thought that I'd stay in a safe recruitment job, like a white collar kind of nine to five weekly salary, things like that. Um, and I was kind of, I had been in recruitment for a while. So climbing up the ladder, I was in quite a senior position. Um, I met Don and we started dating eventually. Um, and I was still very anti joining stacks. I was like, you can sell your t-shirts. Like, that's fine. I'm going to like work my real job. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to kill me when he listens back to that, but that's the truth. <laughs> that's how I thought. And, um, didn't use Instagram or anything. It was literally like, just used it to connect to my Tinder. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't <laughs> Amazing. I wasn't trying to like do anything. I wasn't on Instagram. Um, Don, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tell him not to listen to you. No, um, <laughs> He knows, he knows, but I, um, yeah, so I met him and then fell in love with him um, and in turn fell in love with Stax the brand um, and spent like literally all my spare hours um, working on Stax with Don. It was just the two of us at the time. And um, I became a pretty shitty recruitment consultant, recruiter, employee, because I was like obsessed with Stax. Like I, we now have staff. Um, we have about 25 staff and wow. I totally understand why my bosses would get pissed off at me and like why 
by the end of my recruitment career, like I was really just taking the piss because it wasn't my passion. And now I understand why my bosses would be pissed off at me because like if someone was doing that now, me being a boss, I would also be pretty annoyed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You get to that point where it's really hard for you to do a nine to five in something that you just don't care about anymore. You found your passion elsewhere. Totally. Yeah. I can, I can relate to that quite a lot. I've um, recently just left my nine to five job and at one stage, like that was my life. Like I, I was obsessed and I still am obsessed with the brand, but it just, yeah, it got to a point where you can't like be physically passionate about those two things, like a hundred percent, you know, and you feel Mm. so conflicted. Yeah. So yeah, I can relate to that feeling so much. Sometimes you've just got to take the risk too and dive in before you you think you're ready because you'll you'll constantly keep pushing it and be like, next time or next year. Yes, exactly. And it's clearly like it's it's paid off for you to take that (laughs) leap of faith. Yeah, absolutely. It was scary. It was so scary leaving my like safe corporate job. Um, And we went, we were worried there wasn't going to be enough work for me, Um, which to say that now is just like hilarious because the work never stops. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can imagine. You guys are killing it. I actually just want to point out, we've got Stacks uniform on today underneath here. Yep. Represent. the bark? Yes, it is. It's beautiful. My fave. So good. So Matilda, what does being the co-owner and brand manager of a multi-million dollar activewear company look like? What's a day in the life for you? Gosh, it's completely different every single day. I mean, with lockdown at the moment, um, there's a lot of working at home. Um, Our staff aren't in the office, so that's a completely different scene. But in normal life, um, it's, yeah, I'm in the office the majority of the time, um, I personally manage a lot of um, the PR side of things, um, influencer outreach, advertising, things like that. Um, But then also um, we've got like normally photo shoots, campaigns, things like that to organize Um, and then managing staff too. So there's like, I mean, every single day is completely different. Sometimes we're in back-to-back meetings all day. Some days we get the whole day in the office. Other days we're out on campaigns and things like that. just whatever's thrown at us really. But then obviously we're planning new collections, um, design meetings, um, try-ons, which I hate, hate being a fit model. (laughs) Really? Um, (laughs) We've got girls that do it now and I'm so thankful because I am just the worst at trying on clothes. Like trying on clothes is the bane of my existence. So (laughs) we've got girls now that just do that. So it's fab and they're a variety of different sizes, which I think is why we kind of nail um, active wealth, you know, fitness fashion at all sizes because we have like extra, extra small girls and we have 4XL girls that do fit the product before you release it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's completely different every single day, um, but we have the best staff. Like I'm so lucky with the team that we have. Um, they're incredible. Like my job is really fun. Oh, that's awesome. It's hard to imagine a time where all sizes of all spectrums weren't available to everyone. Oh. Like if you were to put out a range now and not accommodate all sizes, like you'd be shot down. Like, But, oh, but yeah. that was not a reality not that the, long ago. Yeah, like even I swear like two years ago wasn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, we've been told many a times that we are the first activewear brand that goes from extra, extra small to 4XL. And we still might be. I don't know if brands have kind of caught on now. Um, it is more common, which it should be. Um, but, I mean, we kind of, I like to think, we pioneered that movement. Yeah. Oh, you guys do it so well. 
And um, something I want to ask is obviously going from recruitment to what you're in now would have been a massive change. Like you're saying basically you do a lot of the marketing and what you're involved in all that side of the business. How did you learn the ropes? Like where did you just on the go or? Yeah, um, I think trial and error. I mean, John taught me a lot as well because before, um, I mean, the spectrum and the scale of things has completely changed for uh, since when Don and I started um, but he definitely taught me a lot and what works and I mean trial and error you see brands doing things on social media you give that a go it doesn't work parts of it work you kind of pioneer a new way of doing things um, but yeah we've been really lucky I've always been interested in social um, even if I wasn't kind of updating my personal account but I've been interested in yeah media and advertising always I've always followed influencers I've always been interested in that side of things so it really is a passion of mine um and I'm really lucky that it's able to kind of tie into everything yeah cool um and we've done a little bit of digging and we found an oh article <laughs> as you do <laughs> <What> you found? <laughs> we found an article where yourself and Don shared that a recent collection of stacks sold out in 60 seconds which is like mm. far out that is fucking crazy what yeah. do you think, what do you think contributed to that sellout? It's insane. Like, so our goal, our goal isn't to sell out because we, you know, we'll release a collection, but then we have all this advertising in the background. We have new customers that are coming onto our website every single day that want to be shopping and, you know, customers aren't, if you're a new customer and you go onto a website and there's nothing for sale, like everything's sold out, you get pissed off, you don't return. Yeah. So as much as selling out is like incredible, um, that's not the goal. So it's, it's crazy having to manage the stock levels because, okay, if we sold out at this much stock, we then need this much stock to not sell out but then we sell out again and like don't get me wrong like that's amazing and thank you god but it is it's it's a really crazy thing to manage um it's like a blessing and a curse I guess yeah yeah absolutely but then people will get mad if we're not doing a restock because we've moved on to something else but then you have to think about it because you're like well where the people are mad because they can't get your product. Like, that's amazing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think I'm even answering your question right now. Um, what's it like to sell out? <laughs> it's brilliant. It is amazing. But it's a whole a whole thing to manage. Like, it's a whole different um, ball game. And you have to continuously, obviously, increase the stock. But then people also say, like, oh, so you didn't do very well because you didn't sell out. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, no, no, no. Like, we did better because we have more stock because we're trying not to sell out because trying to- we want daily sales as opposed to, like, one massive launch and then no one shops because there's no product left. Yeah, particularly because you guys are in activewear. So it's like you'll have all your influences and everything wear the activewear after the launch when people are going to mm. be like, where's that from? Where's that from? And they want to buy. And if they can't, then it's like almost like They'll a wasted elsewhere. opportunity. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's incredible. I think, I mean, good product helps to sell out, but also like we have such a strong following. Like we have people who will just wait till every collection and buy the whole collection every single time. Like, I don't even know if we need to show them the product and they would just purchase. Like wow. we've got like that much trust. Um, our community has that much trust in us. Yeah. Um, and we take them through the whole process. We're really open with like everything. So I think people really like love and respect that and they become part of a family and part of a community. That's totally. so wonderful. Well done. 
From a consumer point of view, it really did feel like Stax was an overnight success. It felt like one second we had vaguely heard of Stax and next everyone was talking and wearing you. What are the strategies behind this exposure? Um, I don't think there's anything like an overnight success does not exist in my opinion, but yeah, totally. It, it, it would have seemed like that because you guys aren't watching us when it's like just the two of us, you know, hustling 24 hours a day, every day on the weekends. Um, and it is a slow process. Don't, like I said, Don started in 2014. Um, I didn't get to quit my job until like, I, I was still working full-time in recruitment when we moved to Sydney two and a half years ago. So oh, wow. it's, yeah, it definitely wasn't an overnight success. Um, but I think just marketing, um, having a good brand, having good products and getting those returning customers and nurturing our community has been like game changing for us. Um, we haven't, I mean, we've moved warehouses four times now um, in two and a half years. Yeah, wow. Oh my yeah, God, so that is crazy. It's, it's actually insane. The place we're in now is 11 times the size of where we were like a couple of months ago. It's yeah. crazy. I've the seen, growth is just blows my mind. I've seen a few vlogs and like what you've shared on your socials of the new HQ and I'm just like, holy shit, that is yeah. impressive. Like so, so cool. It's absolutely wild. So I can't put it down at like, I can't, the success I can't put down to like one thing, but we have been working like tirelessly in the background mm. for literally years on years. Um, and we didn't start making money from stacks until, well, I mean, Don only left his full-time job a year before me. So holy shit. I'd say 2020 is what's now 2021, 2019, I'd say is when we started actually making money from stacks. So wow. oh that was a hell of a lot of hustle and grind. There's before a that and still continues. There's a lesson for everyone out there. Hey, honestly, <laughs> yeah, you it's gotta so, keep, yeah, keep going. It's so refreshing to hear that too because I think everyone kind of looks on to how you guys might live now or like even your headquarters now and go like, oh, my God, I'm never going to get there kind of thing. Yeah. But it's so refreshing to hear that, no, actually, like you didn't leave your job until like a couple of years ago and that really wasn't that long ago. So, yeah, that's really impressive. And I think something um, – you guys definitely do the community aspect so well. And personally, like, I am in marketing and my background is marketing and events. And, yeah, hands down, your community is so, like, involved, like you said, and so responsive to everything you do. So congratulations because it's really hard to build a community that is that strong. Thank you. We're so, we're so lucky. And we listen to customers and we listen to customer feedback and we want to hear like what they want and we'll try and incorporate that. And so like at the end of the day, the customer is like everything. So we do whatever we can to kind of support them. Yeah, definitely. Um, something that you mentioned before, how you were saying that you plan for launches and you don't plan to sell out. I think a consumer like if you don't have kind of background knowledge of how product launches and whatnot work, um, oh, I just lost where I was up to. <laughs> you don't, um, you don't kind of understand how far in advance a business actually plans, and particularly fashion. Like you guys are literally setting the trend for like seasons in advance. Like how how do you guys navigate that, and how far yeah, so in advance do you actually plan? Yeah, so we've already started on winter 2022. Um, we literally just launched these tracksuits, what, two weeks ago for winter 2021. Um, so winter 2022 is in the works, um, so 12 months. But that's, you know, 
from design. Don is the designer. So Don does the designs. We um, get the samples. We do the fittings, things like that. Um, and then we have to start planning campaigns. Um, I'd say like six months, uh, four months out. And um, yeah, it's a whole process, you know. So I think that's something that people don't understand as well is that like we, yeah, we have planned collections for the next few months, the next up to a year. Um, it's a huge process, but it's cool. And it's, it's really cool when we're able to, um, we're very good at trend prediction and also creating trends. Um, so it's really cool when we're able to forecast what's coming next as well. And we're able to do it before other people do. I love it. I love that part. Yeah. That's so cool. Have you guys have any, uh, sorry, Laz, have you had any issues in the past with kind of forecasting predictions? Like, have you, I don't know, maybe production took a lot longer than you thought and then your collection was pushed out or anything like that? Yeah, that happens all the time, especially the first lot of um, COVID last year um, when it was Premium Seamless V2, um, which is when I did the modelling and we released Umber, um, which is like the bestseller of all time. Um, We were in in lockdown and um, because our manufacturers are in China, China went into lockdown and China was obviously affected by COVID before we did were. Um, and we're like, oh, virus, like China will recover. It will be fine. But that obviously meant that um, they were in lockdown for so long. And then they had Chinese New Year where they go back to their homes. Um, yes. And that ended up increasing the lockdown for e- even further. Um, so we were without product for quite a while. Um, and then when we could finally get our product on the vessel to uh, come over to Australia, um, the world went into lockdown and the world shut down and we were unable to track our um, container that was at sea. That was our whole, we emptied our bank accounts to, <gasps> to purchase this one and we couldn't track the container. We didn't even know where, if it was going to turn up. Like that was all of our money on a, literally like in a container on a boat. Oh my God, um, I just got goosebumps. Fuck. <laughs> it was, yeah, so it was crazy. So I finally, thank God, it arrived. Um, we did the campaign. I did the modeling. John's a photographer, so we did. He did the uh, photography, and that was, I think, probably what you were referring to. That collection when we sold out in sixty seconds, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was honestly insane. But there are so many times shipments get delayed, like more often than not. Like shipments usually are delayed more than they are on time. So, which is something really crazy we've got to manage as well when people are like, oh, what date is this coming? When's this coming? I'm like, I can't tell you the exact date because you never know with the shipments. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think people realise how often things do get delayed. Um, but even like things like going through customs, yeah. like customs can then be like, oh, actually um, we're going to check your shipment and it's going to be an extra week or something like that. You know, there's so many things that we just simply can't control. Um, And we try to kind of let our customers or let our shoppers know this, but we can't even predict it a lot of the time. Yeah, that is wild. And yeah, like I said, I feel like so many people don't know that. And even the thing about Chinese New Year's, like for anyone listening that doesn't know, China basically shuts for all of February or from like the end of January to like pretty much all of Feb, you cannot do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a toughie to navigate, but you guys nail it. So <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, honestly, it was crazy. That was a horrible experience though. Not knowing whether like, literally all of our money would come back to us. Crazy. Wow. I can imagine that was a massive low in the business, but speaking of lows and highs, what have been your biggest pinch me moments with Stacks? Um, 
selling out is amazing. I mean, when JLo wore our stuff, um, she wore the lilac set and we woke up to paparazzi photos of that. Um, that That's was fucking incredible. So cool. That's epic. So, just casual, yeah, just casual, just casually, yeah. <laughs> um, Fit Girl Mel is wearing our stuff today, and she's Kim's trainer, so I'm hoping that, yeah, <gasps> they like link up. <laughs> maybe like might borrow her pair of tights sometime. So Mel is wearing the red tights today, so hopefully Kim likes them. You heard it here first, guys. Um, that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, so there's heaps of stuff like that, which is like surreal. Like I can't, like, I can't believe it. Like something that we have, like these people are wearing, like that's insane. They could wear anything, literally anything. And they're choosing to wear stacks. That's unbelievable. But then there's moments that I think what is more important to me and what means the most is when we do like casting calls and we're working with like community girls and the community girls watch the runway with the Veronica's um, at our PSV for event like just girls that you know follow us our supporters mm. our shoppers we're on stage with the Veronica's showcasing our latest pieces or we've done photo shoots with girls that have never modeled before and we've they've told us that we've changed their life and given them all this confidence and that is the most important like that's the bit that means the most to me I mean JLo rocking the stuff is like incredible yeah. but like changing people's lives like that that's really cool I don't think I don't think many clothing brands have that effect on people and I'm so grateful that we do yeah, yeah, definitely. It's those little moments that make you, yeah, that make you really like grateful for all the hard work that you've put in. Yeah. How do you guys, um, where do you guys get inspiration from for collections? I know you mentioned that Don is the designer, but um, where do you guys seek inspiration from? Um, a lot of like runways, uh, we really love designers. So like high fashion type stuff. Um, we get a lot of inspo from there and like to be able to take, um, moments from a runway or a high fashion piece and put it into something that is like wearable every day. Um, but then like, we also get inspo out, like, I love the color red, like just the other day I was like, red's having, I'm going to have a moment. And Don's like, really? I was like, yes. Like, just trust me. Like I, we just know. Yeah. So red is going to have a moment again. And then the next day, John's like, I think you're right about red. We haven't seen red anywhere, but like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I just know. So I mean, you're on trend right now in your Jagger and Stone tea. Oh, um, thanks. Because red is coming back. <laughs> like, it, I just, we have a, I don't know. I don't know what it is. We love art. I love, we love travel and we're allowed to again. Um, I love fashion. We love fashion. We love watching runways. We literally take inspo from every single place. Yeah, that's so cool. It's funny that you guys, um, you know, you seek inspiration from those kind of like high class brands. But personally, um, from my like activewear experience, Stax is so well priced. Like I love that. I love that it's so stylish yet it is affordable and you still look like you you could be on a runway kind of thing. Yeah, we love that. That's super important to us, um, keeping things affordable and well priced. Um, yeah, we, we love it and we love to be able to give you a designer luxury experience at an affordable price. That's something we're really passionate about. So good. We've heard you mention previously that you thought you would never leave your corporate job. What advice do you have for someone who might be thinking the same thing? Um, if they're working on a side hustle, I don't think anyone, like I'm very, I'm a logical thinker, right? So like, I don't think anyone should just like wake up and be like, no, nah, fuck this. I don't want to work in recruitment. I'm leaving. Like you need to have, like you're an adult, like you need to have um, 
savings. You need to have a plan. You need to do all this. So I really think starting a side hustle um, would be or a second job um, would be something to consider before. If you just hate your job, then try something else. Or if you know what you want to do, try and do that and use um, your main job as like a funding for that. Right. Mm -hmm. So do that. Make sure you can afford to um, maintain the life that you need to maintain on that second job or the side hustles income. And then you can look, I think, at leaving your job. Um, I know a lot of people just like pack up and leave, but that's like definitely not me. That's not my style. I would need to make sure I I did need to make sure we had a certain target that we needed to reach every day in sales for me to be able to leave my job. And it's the same with Don when he left his job, there was a certain target that we needed to reach in order for him to go full time. So I think that's really important way to do it. Make sure you have savings, um, make sure you can afford to support yourself because you never want to leave your job and then have to sell out of desperation. Like, mm. I don't think, I don't think that's a good strategy. Um, you know, buy my tights so that I can afford my next meal kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like it needs to be, you need to have a plan and you need to be making enough money and have the demand there already before you just kind of pack up and leave. Yeah, definitely. And kind of have that um, almost like history of sales too. So it's not just like you have an overnight well, not an overnight success, but you know, you have a massive boom yeah. and then the next week you don't sell anything. It kind of needs to be like a little bit consistent. Daily targets. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's really good advice. Yeah. That's great advice. Well, do you have any goals that you have in the pipeline that we should know about? Um, I mean, there's so many things like with PSV, so premium seamless uh, version five, which is our next collection, we were going to have like a massive event. It was going to be bigger than the last event, but COVID, so we can't do that. Um, so there's like a lot of things that like we had planned to do, um, that we're unable to do. So we'll be doing a virtual event for that. There you go. You had guys Um, (laughs) daily mail please (laughs) (laughs) um so there's that um I mean goal wise we just want to continue to grow I mean um we have got big targets and big numbers and we just like yeah want to continue to do that um grow the team as well it's really cool I think it's something that people maybe don't realize but the fact that we're able to give jobs to people is Mm. also maybe that's my recruitment the recruitment side of me but that's something I'm really grateful for like we have our entire our factory has tripled in size like just because they're trying to keep up with us um but that means that we're providing jobs to these people who have families and then you know our staff here in Sydney, we're providing jobs to them. And like, just that, that's really special to me as well, you know, being able to pay someone's salary. Um, and I'd like to be on Kim Kardashian, Hailey Bieber, uh, <laughs> Bella Hadid. These are some goals too. So, <laughs> so funny. Dream yeah. big, dream big. <laughs> yeah. That's so, uh, that's so good. We, we wanted to end our chat with some fun um so we've prepared some would you rather questions for you okay which you haven't seen so everyone (laughs) listening this is first time reaction all right all right i'll go i'll go first so matilda would you rather never use influencer marketing again or never use facebook ads never use influencer marketing Oh, okay. Unexpected, right? That was. Yeah. I literally was sh- shocked if you saw my face. I was yeah. like, "What? <laughs> really? Why?" <laughs> Facebook's good. Facebook is yeah, very good return on investment. 
Yeah, it is. It is. That's so is sure. influencer marketing. Like, I don't want to pick either, but I mean, if it was life or death, yeah. Facebook. Well, there you go. All righty. <laughs> the next one. Would you rather see your other half, so Don, if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> in a porno or would you rather see your parents in a porno? Oh. <laughs> I'd rather see John in a porno. <laughs> yeah, I would choose my parents too. I mean, <laughs> I would choose my partner too. <laughs> you keep whatever you're into to yourself, Amelia. <laughs> no, She's parents. Ask me, ask me. <laughs> parents is the worst visual. Like, oh my God, yeah, I can't. Ooh, so no. bad. Yeah, John. <laughs> Thanks, so babe. Take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. Would you rather never see sunlight again or never laugh again? Never see sunlight again. <gasps> really? Yeah, you can't, but you can't be unhappy, right, for the rest of your life, no laughing. Well, I guess it just depends how you read the question, you know. You could be happy, but you just, like, can't laugh, you know. Oh, so you just, like, smile. Yeah, Okay, well, then I changed my answer. <laughs> it's so funny when people get real, like, into the question yeah, and you're like, oh, fuck, really I didn't think technical. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I love it. My partner's um, – But then my skin would be great because I'm, like, all about SPF, right? So if I'm not in the sun, I look really young forever. <laughs> True. So Priorities. happy and young. <laughs> so good. All right. Would you rather have more time or more money? time okay definitely I used to say um when like my dad and I would talk about like superpowers that we wanted and we always would have we wanted to like be able to pause the world and then dad and I could like do our stuff and then unpause the world and then we can all like just because we never have time like I've always felt my whole life that I've never had enough time to do anything like I've always got so much to do so like we could literally pause it get all of our shit done and then play and then be like hang out with everybody but we've like ticked off our to-do list already if that makes sense <laughs> that's, that's out of my superpowers that's what I wanted as a kid like, weird, but true yeah that's a good way of thinking it I like that <laughs> All right. Would you rather wake up as a new random person every every year and have full control of them for the whole year or once a week spend a day inside a stranger without having control of them? Hang inside on. a stranger. As a stranger? <laughs> <laughs> what is hang on. Would typo you, in the question? <laughs> inside a stranger. What oh are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know, you talked about pornos and then we're here, so I'm not sure. I pornos inside stranger. <laughs> <laughs> so Let's funny. get a bit clearer on this one. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it again. Would you rather wake up as a new random person every year and have full control of them for the whole year or once a week spend a day maybe as a stranger without having okay. control of them? That one, as a stranger without having control. Oh, but then do people know? Well, no, it's just you. Like, okay. it's just your soul. That's fine. But That's fine. Thing I'd tell John is, so he would know. But other than that, I could do that. Yeah. The thing is, what if you, like, what if you're in, like, a murderer's body or something and, like, they murder mm. someone that day? <laughs> so you've got to think about these things. Oh. <laughs> okay. This is true. 
but mm, yeah, this is true. But then if I was the other one, I could like just tell the people and then go every year they could just re-meet me. Like John, for example, like I need John with me. So like every year I'm a new person, I could just like be like, hey, babe, it's me. Like this is my new person every year. Yeah. Maybe that one would be good. Yeah. That's a tricky one. You have to deal with what they've done in their past because every year it's different. You're a new person. So you have to like... Maybe they've murdered people, then you are in jail. True. Now. And you're in a one whole day. Year. I take one day, just one day. All right. All Fuck. Right. This is why I love Would You Rather. <laughs> it's so, you can get real deep, hey? You seriously yeah. can. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for answering our questions today. You've been an absolute legend and we've loved having you on the show. Um, thank you. Where can everyone find you? Um, so, Stacks. Uh, is stacks.com.au stacks official is our instagram there are a million fakes so make sure it's the one with the blue tick um and my instagram is matilda underscore murray underscore beautiful awesome thanks so much for coming on the show thanks so much Matilda. thanks guys thanks for listening to today's chat if you loved what we had to say hit subscribe leave us a review and find us on instagram at some would say podcast talk then